0: Mahomes has the time, delivers perfectly downfield, touchdown. Patrick Mahomes with a rope, this one
1: out touchdown. This time going deep for Beckham Jr. Can he it? He did. Hello, everyone, welcome back to Road of His Overtime on the Road of His Radio, brought to you by Blue Air. My name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. My co-host, as always, is Sean Siegel. The co owner over at Rotoviz and uh, the co host of the Stealing Bananas podcast. Sean, we have uh, to start the show today um, in a very disappointed fashion for yourself. Commiserations that it looks like Aaron Rodgers is going to uh, return to the Green Bay Packers this season rather than the Denver Broncos.
2: It does look that way. So that is unfortunate for all of those Jerry, Judy, KJ, Hamler, uh, Noah Fant shares at the same time. Big news for our team that we drafted with Blair Andrews uh, just last week. We went ahead and took the risk, selected Devontae Adams at the one-two turn, selected Aaron Rodgers at the eight-nine turn. So we now have that combo at a great price. I think Devontae Adams with Rodgers in tow should be a top six pick in almost all formats this fall. Aaron Rodgers, not quite as much of a lock at QB. He is going to have a lot of work to do to replicate the season he had in 2020. And we also know that there could be a little bit of a hard feeling between him and some of the team, although he's had great support from his receivers throughout this ordeal. Colin, how excited are you to have the Green Bay Packers back in contention for the 2021 Super Bowl?
1: i'm relieved more than anything this has been going on for seems like years it's been going on about three months so i'm just glad it's over um and my hope has always been and i know you'll disagree with this was moving for what you can get now obviously to get the value um but i think the opportunity to win a super bowl is something that's too good to pass up and i think they have a shot at it this year so if they can get to a situation where they get everything going this season and then they review it next year and if they do move them uh, the movement at that time, or give him some part of a, a decision in the process. But uh, I'm I'm relieved, and I have no doubt this is going to rumble on for another while yet. There's going to be reports, there's going to be refs, there's going to be a lot of stuff until we get it all cleared up. Probably until uh, the season starts. So we'll see what happens. Then once the season starts, it's going to be like uh, what happens after the season. The the media will uh, spin that that way. But um, yeah, I'm relieved. Um, I, I've tried not to think too much about it uh, <laughs> over the last couple of months, but. Um, I think it's going to bode well for this team I think in general I think it bodes well for NFL fans Um, but I guess if he played somewhere else it would still bode well that the part that there was a a fear of is if he retired I think would have been missing out on you know four to five years of uh, I I would say I'd say Patrick Mahomes probably the most talented quarterback uh, to play in the NFL uh, of all time so I don't know if you go that far Sean but I'm just glad that we're going to see him play this season but really uh adams is a a big winner here um as are guys like aaron jones um and even some of the preliminary kind of receivers but i think more so than those i think robert tonyan who had a breakout season last year probably um is in a much better spot but yeah i think um adams is an absolute uh, smash spot now so i'm looking forward to seeing how this team develops if we can get a situation where um Jonathan Taylor um, stays healthy throughout the season. We could be into a a really nice uh, position with this team.
2: Exactly. And you mentioned some of the players who will benefit. I think it goes all the way down the roster. A.J. Dillon is someone we've talked about a lot on this show. Ben is raved about on Stealing Bananas. I really wouldn't want him unless they have Aaron Rodgers. But I think that with Rodgers, they're going to deliver this team to the goal line over and over. I think Dillon has now a double-digit touchdown upside as a pick in that nine, 10 round area. So obviously he's a home run. And then you look at a guy that we have taken late in a couple of leagues in Marquez Valdez, Scantling. He now has this potential to be a double digit touchdown score from the very late rounds. As we used to see from the Packers receivers in the old days with Aaron Rodgers there. So, Definitely a huge boost to that team. You still hear some things about them sort of paving the way for him to now go somewhere else next season. The Broncos probably still in the mix there. They'll have a chance to look at Drew Lock, look at Teddy Bridgewater, realize that they need a real quarterback. Try and get that Peyton Manning late season or late career uh, bump. Get him another Super Bowl. Obviously, it would be horrible for the Green Bay Packers if he leaves and wins a Super Bowl somewhere else. It probably seems strange for me as someone who grew up in Kansas City, huge Chiefs fan, huge Mahomes fan, to be asking for the Broncos, the Raiders, the Chargers to be a little bit better. But these AFC West matchups can be a lot of fun if we had some emerging teams. Now you have Justin Herbert there with the Chargers. If you had Rodgers with the weapons, the Broncos have. Some other kind of strange news we've had this week. Uh, Deshaun Watson – at least for the moment, and I think this is going to be just a matter of days, is theoretically in camp and eligible. There appear to be some agent-driven reports that teams still want to trade for him that the Denver Broncos is his preferred location. Again, Watson would be a situation where that would really boost the prospects of all of those guys. I don't expect that to happen because I don't expect Watson to be playing this season and probably even in subsequent seasons. But still some interesting quarterback news there. Colin, we did the shows on this draft. We're not going to inundate listeners with a ton more information about that. But I did have an article this week looking at the back 10 rounds and how these are the key rounds to build your team and not make some key mistakes to sort of invalidate everything you've done at that point, right? When we go back through and we look at drafts after the fact, there are usually four or five teams that really stand out as having an elevated chance to win. Now that doesn't mean that anybody couldn't win. If you hit on enough players who have monster seasons, even if the structure is horrible, you know, you can still come through and win that, you know, teams that have a 5% win rate in the roster construction Explorer. I mean, those teams are still winning one 20th of the time, which means they do win. But when we're looking at teams that have the better chances some of the things that we obviously look for would be the Christian McCaffrey team, the Travis Kelsey team. If they then subsequently go through and make good selections, then you know they have a pretty big leg up. The same thing is true for the zero running back teams. If you pick receivers and an elite tight end in those first five or six rounds, then you've got a great start. Of course, you can ruin it then with your build the rest of the way. So I looked at three things that we really want to do late. Number one is to maximize the value and the roster spots from your QB tight end strategy. Number two is to take calculated as opposed to wild risks. You want those risks to kind of point in the same direction, right? And then we wanna create balance at running back and wide receiver, and we wanna do so in the correct rounds. So anybody who's interested in that, go in and check it out. We talked a little bit about the QB tight end approach, where you need to draft these guys in order to make the biggest impact Uh, Number two, taking the calculated risks. We did that a little bit with both Jonathan Taylor and with this Rogers Adams pairing. Those things kind of point in the same direction. Then we selected Javante Williams, who allows us to have that rookie breakout. The most value from him will come right at the time that we need it, right? Week 14 when Taylor has that buy. But then we also took a lot of late running backs. And that kind of fits into the third point create balance at running back and wide receiver in a way that makes sense to it in the correct rounds. And so you've got to go through, you've got to get those wide receivers. We didn't get fantastic options at receiver, but in the second half of the draft, we select Jarvis Landry, Elijah Moore, Rondell Moore. We get those guys in there. We get up to where we have five receivers and only two running backs. And then we're able to come back through, get these five running backs in a row, David Johnson, Devin Singletary, Gio Bernard, Rashad Penny, and Hubbard. And so then we have this group where we can cover both Williams early and Taylor late. And we do it after we have our wide receivers. We get to where we have the seven to seven balance at, when we take Hamler and Brown at the very end of the draft. It can seem like an overemphasis on structure when we're talking about how we need to progress through the draft one of the things that ben and i talked about someone stealing bananas was this idea of you know you can depart from structure at different points as long as you're doing it in a very intentional fashion and you're getting back in but column how important do you think this was in the back half of our draft that we made some conscious decisions to complement what we had done early on
1: yeah and particularly if you you know for the listeners if you haven't heard the we we broke it into four parts but if you haven't heard the draft um you'll hear that conversation between myself sean and blair's we we go through it but i think it was very important i think it's very important to strike that balance you know obviously when you're going the zero rb approach you might have went and tried to get some more of those running backs in in those late rounds but i think the way we did it we spotted the points where we have the option for penny and hubbard and bernard and we attacked them there because the wide receivers at that exact point are not the guys that we're really looking to get and then that gives us an option to get you know Hamler and Moore and brown and and set that team up then a lot more balanced Uh, the thing i really like what you mentioned is we have taylor and the fear with taylor in this format is the week 14 by well with that week 14 by you're going to have him for those other 13 weeks and maybe it does take four to six weeks for Javante Williams to break out to be the, the workhorse in that Denver backfield and in that time we have those other options to be able to to work us true to that point so I think the balance all around similar to we have some rookie wide receivers there that we're going to want to maybe work into shape but we have that balance throughout the team the one thing looking at this team Sean now there's two things that stand out for me is if Mark Andrews and Noah Fant hit this year this team is pretty much on rocket fuel in terms of where it's going to be because again that's going to potentially fill two of those flexes if or one of those flexes sorry if we can have those two guys hit in a ppr premium format for tight end but the one question i would have is we're still going to need two quarterbacks but because we had uncertainty around rogers um if we know what we know now would we have taking rogers and burrow back to back or would we have uh, went in a different direction i'm still very pleased with how it went i think we're locked in at tight end we're locked in at quarterback and we have you know john and taylor who we both love and then we have Devontae adams who probably should have went uh, uh half around earlier than he did in this draft and probably <laughs> somewhere with taylor so we're in a, a really solid spot there
2: Colin, we have a, a listener question about the same idea of what to do from the 12th spot if Diggs and Hill are gone. Set that up for us.
1: So we had a question, Sean, as you mentioned there, coming from a listener. It's from Mark Schoranagel. Mark, I hope I, I got that surname correct there for you. Um, in terms of uh, the question itself, it came in. You hinted at it for the 12th 12 spot. 12-team 12 redraft PPR tight end premium. Uh, one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, one quarter or one running back slash wide receiver flex, one wide receiver running back or tight end flex, are the starting requirements. So just as the one quarterback position, so very very similar to what we're looking at uh, over at the FFPC. And then he's saying, assuming Diggs and Hill are gone, is it crazy to take AJ Brown and Justin Jefferson as his first two picks at the back end of that first round? They're both high on Sean and Blair's redraft rankings. Mm-hmm um as if they should be first round picks but i've never i never hear jefferson discussed as a potential pick uh, in those recent drafts you guys have done uh, from those late spots and brown now has julio on his team Uh, we've talked about that a little bit and then am i taking too much risk by selecting both given their team history uh, of wanting to run the ball a lot also if waller falls to 112 is he a no-brainer selection there so my first part, uh, Mark, on this one is Waller should not be falling to the 112 and a tight end premium under any circumstances. But if he falls there, he is absolutely a no-brainer. Um, Sean, I, I wouldn't expect Waller to be there. So I think we're looking towards the, the receiving options at the back of the round.
2: Right. And, and we're seeing Waller go in the middle of the first round most of the time. But different leagues do have slightly different dynamics. And even with the news now, with Saquon Barkley really looking like he's going to miss some time hopefully not the entire first six weeks of the season. He may fall, but in many leagues, he still may be drafted fairly early. If you're not in a best ball league, Barkley's late season value is so extreme that I think you can still take him fairly early. Jonathan Taylor is going to be taken earlier in drafts where week 14 is not such a big deal. That would push Waller down. So there's a chance that he could fall, especially now that Devontae Adams should also go in the first round and push some guys down. But I think if we're looking... At a receiver, receiver start from 12, which in most cases you should be, then it, it does get a little bit trickier if Diggs, Hill, and Adams are all gone, which to a certain extent I think is unlikely, but definitely is possible. I think we want to start Adams, Hopkins, or Adams, Ridley if he's there. If he's not there, then Colin, where are we looking on some of these guys? Now, DeAndre Hopkins has generated some pretty negative. Uh, news with his vaccine skepticism that could end up causing a problem. We're seeing coaches fired. We're seeing you know these big jumps in uh, infection. We've got the NFL sort of cracking down with the idea that teams that have unvaccinated players get sick are you know going to forfeit, and so uh, that makes Hopkins a little bit riskier, but he's still a guy who you know if you take kind of take that out of the equation should also be going at that one two turn right and adams hopkins start is just a dream team i think if hopkins is off your list if adams goes in round one where are you looking from that point calvin ridley gets pretty exciting there dk metcalf is going in that range then we have justin jefferson aj brown I think that Jefferson and Brown are justifiable picks in that range, but I would probably be looking to get them late. In some of the recent drafts that we've done, you know, they're going actually at the top of round three, and so you're potentially giving up quite a bit of value taking a one two. But one of the things we talk about all the time, one of the tricky parts about being in the twelve is that you know you don't get those guys coming back to the three four. So if you want them, you have to go ahead and pick them if they're that good then you still win your league, right? It doesn't matter how good of an ADP value they are. It matters how many points they score. So who are you looking at in that range column? Is Ridley the clear cut guy?
1: Yeah, before I before I answer the question, the one thing I always uh, remember from last year that uh, you were talking about one of the FFPC main event teams, I think it was a team with Blair, but some people were saying like, you know, should take or should go running back in there should take alvin kamara in the the first round yours and alvin kamara doesn't uh, last to 12 so it's a bit like that if you want these guys you're going to have to draft them at that point they're not getting back to you at the end of the third round um i think like i think tyreek is usually gone at that point he's gone before we get to uh the 112 Diggs is sometimes there and i think if you compare any off Diggs, adams hopkins and Redley together um i think that's the way to go I wouldn't expect all of those guys to be gone, um, but as you mentioned with the news with Hopkins, I'm I'm still um, very positive on Hopkins going into the season. But I I'm very close at times alternating, and I tend to go with Ridley over Hopkins. So I, I would be looking that way if it was a case that you know. Uh, Hopkins and Ridley are there I would be leaning towards Calvin Ridley you mentioned A.J. Brown and Justin Jefferson I have no th- th- there's players you know sometimes I think those guys shouldn't be going eight picks earlier but those two guys aren't two guys that I have a problem with I at the end of the season I think we could see situations where the two of those guys are actually the wide receiver one wide receiver two so if they are guys you like if you like the the metrics are pointing in their direction um, I have no problem taking those but I, I still would be going with um, you know, Heldigs, Adams, and then Redley as my four. And I I would expect two of those four to be there at, at uh, Team 12.
2: Colin, we're going to have a different choice in the current league that we're drafting in, sort of unusual for how the season has gone for us so far, where we have been toward the end a bunch. The first listener leagues, the RVOT leagues, are going. We have one up and running, just started today. It looks like we cheated and set this up uh, <laughs> for the post to win but through the ffpc we did get the 101 we did select christian mccaffrey where are we going to go from here
1: yeah and and uh, i did mention in the, the the league chat that um you know it was a ra- it's random uh, i'll actually hold my head. this is the first time i've had the 101 this entire offseason so uh let's see how, how it plays out but I think it's fair to say nobody believes, Sean, that uh, this was uh, random, even though it was. So uh, it's gone Christian McCaffrey in the next pick so far. It's a six-hour slow draft, so it will take a bit of time. But we will update you as the times go on. But uh, Travis Kelsey went at the 102. Um, It's going to be tricky here, Sean, because we're going to be drafting against guys who are listening into the show. So uh, depending on what we say on this show, maybe these players don't get back to us. But it's basically the absolute reverse of what we were touching on a moment ago. And that means that the guys that, we were talking about they going in that range you know the justin jeffersons the aj browns i think that they may get back to us but i'm also thinking that because it's going to be uh the road of his ot listeners that maybe all the wide receivers are gone by the 112 uh <laughs> we make it the a heavy volume of drafting wide receivers here but ideally i would be i would be aiming to, to get those two guys that we mentioned and jefferson and aj brown dk metcalf would be in the mix for me um they're kind of the guys. I know you've been talking a little bit about Clyde edwards alaire as well. So you know, we could could we flip things up and go running back, running back to start here. um But I, I think I'd be ideal scenario would be Jefferson and AJ Brown. Where are you looking?
2: I think that would also be ideal. And if edwards alaire lasts to that point, that would be an interesting start. We know we can go extremely wide receiver heavy from that point. I doubt that he makes it. I think that it's likely in. Our league, especially considering what we discussed with him, and we're going to have him as a focal point on the next show. I think that he may go ahead of Joe Mixon, may go ahead of Harris. That's something that Davis Maddock mentioned on the Stealing Bananas draft show, that he should be going earlier than the rookie. So I don't think that he'll make it. I do think that we may have some kind of crazy choices and potentially Nick Chubb staring at us there. I think we probably would still pass on him at that point. Aaron Jones and what's hap- what happens with him with Rodgers now looking to be on board will be interesting. DeAndre Swift is also kind of an interesting draft pick in that range if it goes very, very, very wide receiver heavy. But one of the things we talk about is that you don't want to get yourself caught in a situation where you think, okay, well, the draft was more wide receiver heavy than I thought, so I'm going to go ahead and pivot and take running backs. And then very quickly you get to a point where like, well, all of the wide receivers are wiped out. right? I and mean, One of the things about a running back early drafting is that only works when running backs are drafted above where they should be. But wide receiver heavy drafting always works, right? And it becomes even more imperative if the draft becomes wide receiver heavy. So instead of pivoting to running backs, you have to, have to make sure that you're taking those wide receivers. So I would think that McLaurin, who is somebody you are always wanting to get and we tend to barely miss, or at least we have so far this offseason, and CD Lamb, those are guys who go in the middle to kind of the edge of the back third of round three i would think those guys are probably going to be options at the two three turn if the draft is as wide receiver heavy as we think it may be
1: yeah and there are two guys i'd be happy to to make that you know i guess some people call to reach but you know five six picks early for both of those guys i think they're in uh premium spots this year the other player that i tend to not be drafting just because of the guys that we've mentioned is keaton allen who i think is interesting but i think i would be i would bypass there for mclaurin or lamb they're going kind of back to back to back there in those picks and so it's going to be interesting sean i'm looking forward to drafting uh with the listeners and um i've already put out the feelers uh, in case some of those guys want to jump into a second league over the next couple of weeks because we have had a number of people reach out Uh, to fill more leagues and so i'm going to keep seeing what we can do to get as many listeners involved as we can so if you are interested and you missed out on that first league send an email my way rotovizradio at gmail.com you can send it to overtimeireland at gmail.com if you want as well or send it my way on twitter and that is at overtime Ireland. That's going to bring us to the end of today's show. As always, you can get yourself a ten percent discount to a Road of His NFL pass by adding the co- code RV Radio Twenty Twenty One at checkout. We're going to RoadofHis forward slash podcast for further information. We will be back, and we're planning to drop four shows this week for you. We're trying to keep that content coming, so do check the feed each day to see what shows have popped up for you but uh, we will be back very shortly with another podcast so until we're back with another one my name is colin kelly you can follow me on twitter at overtime ireland my co-host is sean siegel check out the piece we talked about today along with sean's other great work up on rotavis.com and until then have a good one